much into the contest. It's Thursday the 28th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee. Shane, look, there's a guy after our own heart. I've just read this article, and you have too, about this guy. in his, He's a septuagenarian. He's in his 70s, and he's going to phase out his drinking over the next few years. <laughs> his name's Greg Taylor. He's 73, and he said over the next 29 years, until um, he gets to 100, um, he wants to slowly phase out alcohol. He says you can't rush these things overnight. Um, he's going to slowly phase it out. So by the time he hits 101, he said he'll um, he'll be alcohol free. But there's no rush, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's just he's just reassured his close mates it will not affect anything over the next 10 years. <laughs> Good on him. Huge show on the way. Are the North Sydney Bears back? Mitchell Pearce officially asked for a release from the Newcastle Knights. And the Wallabies, they are struggling for players. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. Shane, who would have thought the North Sydney Bears, Ken Irvine, John Gray, Bill Hamilton, all these great names, Jason Taylor of the more modern era of the North Sydney Bears, could they possibly be back as the 18th team in the NRL? Don't forget the big redhead Florimo either, mate. Um, Now, the Bears could be back. 2025, mate. They're um, and just be called the Bears, like the Dolphin, uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins are going to be called the Dolphins. Um, they last played in 1999, Timmy, but um, they're looking at playing a lot of their games potentially uh, in regional New South Wales, Dubbo, Coffs Harbour, Wagga, you know, the Central Coast, and Tamworth, and still look to play five or six games at uh, at Bear Park in North Sydney. So. Yeah, who knows, mate? The, the, there's a lot of supporters out there for the Bears. Are they coming back? I love the colours. I love the club. I love the history. And yeah. look, it looks like North Sydney Council is on board about a refurb of the ground as well. I reckon it'd be a, an amazing thing. I know they've been trying to get back in in all sorts of ways, but this makes sense to me. You know, get a bit of regional action going, get a few games at the iconic North Sydney Oval. They look like a pretty good 18th team to me, but I suppose a lot of water's got to go under the bridge mm. before we get there. Now, Mitchell Pearce uh, officially, we, we sort of have been reading this for a while, but officially asked for release from the Knights. Yep, it's a, probably a really good move for personally for Mitchell Pearce at the stage of a career he's at. Um, 32 years of age, has been um, offered a $1.5 to $2 million uh, deal over three years to go to the Catalan Dragons. We mentioned that yesterday, but he's officially asked now for the release, and um, so the process will, will take place from now. But, um, yeah, he'll go there and replace James Maloney. 
and finished his career in the south of France, which is probably a good place to do it, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, don't know whether I want to be playing football in the south of France, but I reckon I could have a uh, the odd <laughs> glass and a baguette. Oh, my goodness gracious me. A bit of uh, gasolet. Uh, now, Tyrone May, uh, look, he won a premiership ring just a few weeks ago, but he has been plagued with drama for the past few years. He missed virtually... Uh, a whole season uh, because of indiscretions. And his future with the Panthers and I presume his immediate future in the NRL hanging in the balance. Yeah, the inside word is that um, he's gone, mate. Um, He's not under contract next year. Um, He's uh, been given or issued a show cause um, notice. Um, He's got one week to prepare to meet with the board. But, um, yeah, the word from the inside, mate, is that his time is limited at the Panthers. Yeah, it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because uh, he's also really good mm. mates uh, with Nathan Cleary, who's the out-and-out superstar of that team, and his dad coaches the team. Him and Nathan have been flatmates for a long time. Um, and Nathan has found the odd little bit of trouble after dark himself. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. But, um, look, I think that the Panthers, they've, they've had a great win. They've got a chance to... Um, create a bit of a dynasty out there. So, you know, they, they want to get it right. They want to get the right sort of players, as you, as you mentioned, behaving both on and off the field, mate. So maybe it's a bit of a clean-out from the Panthers here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch to see what does happen. Now, huge news in the A-League, and the young player Josh Cavallo has come out on the project and, and basically come out and said that he's gay, uh, the first openly gay player in the A-League. But... Look, this is a, an issue which, uh, look, I remember Ian Roberts uh, when he came out in the NRL, but no one's done it since. You would think if the averages and the numbers are as they are after all the studies that have been done over the years, there's a lot more gay sports people than ever come out and tell the world that they are. Yeah, and it would be really, really tough for him. And um, you know, reading what he said in his, on, well, what he spoke about on, on the project, you know, he hadn't even told his family or his friends. Um, and he said the real key moment is when he was given the Rising Star Award, um, which was a huge uh, honour for him. And he said it just sort of left him feeling flat because he was up there not being able to tell people he was openly gay. Um, and and it's, a, it's a male-dominated sport. There's a lot of macho there. So it would be really, really tough for these guys. But really, I'm you know, proud of the guy to come out and, and, and say what he is so he can go on. And it must be a load off his shoulders, that's for sure. It would be difficult, though. You've yeah. been in these scenes. Um, it would be terribly difficult to to come out and tell the world the truth when you play in one of these sports, as you say, which is so. And look, over the years, as we've advanced in our, you know, in in society, it's still a major issue that people aren't telling the truth. Yeah, and I think it comes down to the change room, Timmy. It's um, how he would feel in the change room. And just because you're gay doesn't mean you're necessarily attracted to your teammates either. So, but it's probably how the other players feel and around it. Now they know that. So, but I think we need to get on with that. You know, um, your sexuality has nothing to do with your ability to play sport. That's for sure. Yeah, well said. Now, uh, Quinton de Kock, um, he was in the headlines when he had that blow up with David Warner and the comments about Sonny Bill Williams uh, a couple of years ago. Now, but he's back uh, in the headlines. Huge in a huge way after not taking the knee. Now, if you look at this a little bit deeper, his reasoning is starting to come out, and he's saying that he believes it's tokenism, but uh, it hasn't gone down well amongst many. No, and look, he has he has, he has a right to an opinion here, um, but just the history of South Africa and the, the human rights issues they've had over there, um, 
It's a really silly move on his behalf. I think it's a bit of sour grapes too on his behalf. He was just recently dropped um, from the captaincy of all three formats. So it was a bit of a protest, I think, he had against the board, not complying to what they mandated. They wanted everyone to take the knee. And he's saying it's his own personal decision. But you know, just with the history of South Africa and apartheid and what they've come from, you've got a couple of you know, guys standing up and, and everyone else is taking a knee. Just doesn't look good for South Africa. One thing I, I, I am convinced of, Timmy, they will not be winning this T20 World Cup. Mm, yeah, I wonder who will because the West Indies are wobbling a little bit as well. It's a, it's, it's a pretty open affair. Now, just look at this AFL. Collingwood, there's lots of things happening at Collingwood, isn't it? They're really trying to wobble this team into shape. They are. Um, a lot of um, – they're in the current phase of pick swap um, where – um, they're looking to to potentially pick and swap and trade players. Mm. Um, the big one they're after, mate, is the is the father son um, Nick Dacos, yep. the, the legend of Peter Dacos, who I think he kicked about five hundred and fifty goals over fifteen years. So um, that's the one they really really want to get, and um, and they'll sort of work their picks and swaps around that um, potential asset. Yeah, they are desperate. I know a lot of Collingwood supporters, including my brother and his wife down and their boys down in Melbourne, they are absolutely huge fans. Well, they only come in one type, don't they, the Collingwood fans? They are crazy, (laughs) crazy for their team. And uh, look, there's two players, uh, two Australian players at different ends of their career doing big things in the NBA. We've been talking about Paddy Mills over the last couple of days. He continues to grab all these extraordinary headlines. They're saying, oh, this guy who got, you know, who's been bought for a bird cutter's check is basically flying for Brooklyn. And the other guy that uh, is playing brilliantly is young Josh Giddy. Now, um, he is uh, getting commentators saying that I think this guy's going to be the next best thing, blah, blah, blah. But the coach, his coach, of the Thunder, he's come in with a bit of a reality check, just saying, come on, guys. And I think that this is a uh, a way of trying to take the pressure off his young, precocious talent by saying he's only a baby when it comes to the NBA. That's exactly what he's doing, Timmy. He's um, he's managing expectations. Um, as you said, Josh Giddy is getting a lot of positive press. Um, uh, from, from his, he's only played four games. He's four games into yep. his career. He's fresh-faced. Um, he moves well. He's got all the ability um, and they're sort of really building him up. And uh, as you said, as you said, the coach has just come out and sort of said, look, he's only a baby. Managing expectations, not only from, from the press's perspective, but from his young players' perspective. It's it's really good coaching, I think. Yeah, I heard an interview with Dave Rennie yesterday as we move on to Rugby Union, and he was talking about this problem that they're having at the moment with injury. This is the Wallabies, of course. They're into the, the tour of the UK soon, and it's quite a big tour. Uh, a number of players are injured. Of course, we heard about the SOS to Kurtley Beale, and he discussed that in the interview, saying that he'd had discussions with him. He's very keen to be uh, in the Wallaby setup again. And look, I think that'd be amazing. Kurtley Bill is such a talented player. If we could get him in in this current side, perfect. But there's bigger problems at play. There's more players getting injured. There is, mate. Hodges out with a pec injury. Um, we mentioned mm. yesterday that um, Karavai and McMahon are, have opted out not to travel. Um, Cora Betty and now and um, Fumasali is also out. Um, and then you've got you know, Tom Banks, who was playing fullback. He's out with a broken arm. So there's injuries all around the paddock here uh, and guys not being able to travel due to their commitments in Japan. So um, it's really, really weakened this squad. It's, it's at a really, really poor time because they're in a building phase and they're starting to do really, mm. really well. And now they're going to go over there at the end of our season. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a very tough two now, I would assume. Yeah, test for their depth, a real test for the depth, yep. because they have had these five wins in a row. They beat the French, they beat the South Africans, and look, a wobbly game against Japan, but they got the points. So it will uh, be interesting to see how they go over there. Now, Daniel Ricciardo, um, he got accused of those dirty tactics in that recent Grand Prix. I love his response. Oh, look, and this shuts everyone down, doesn't it? When you admit to it, oh, I'm happy to be dirty. I'm happy to be dirty. <laughs> happy to have the ad- accusation. And we are talking about his girlfriend the other day as well, anyway. But um, I'm not sure if we've got stories mixed up here. But, um, no, it was Carlos Santos talking about it. was a Spaniard saying someone was dirty. Come on. Mm. Um, but, uh, look, Ricardo still finished fifth in, in this um, in the Grand Prix. He's in good form. And I, I actually like his commentary mm. away from the sport too. I think he's a really, really good talent. And, and that interview that he did leading into the Texas Grand Prix where he's actually – Pretend he was he was American was really really funny. So he's um he's a good talent. I like him. Yeah, he's he's actually a really good guy to interview. I've had the opportunity to have a chat with him a few times, and he's got a stack of personality. He's got that smile like a split watermelon. He's a yeah. he's a character. That's for sure. Now, what about in cycling? The story. Uh, now, this is a drama, isn't in life? People with their yeah. head in their phones, walking around. Um, plenty of people have been injured and killed. Um, and a woman in the middle of a a cycling race has been barreled. Mate, you see this every day, um, particularly when the city was buzzing before COVID, people with their head down, looking at their phone, sending a text message and just walking across the road and being narrowly missed by a bus. It happens Mm. every day and you saw this in a cycling match and it often takes an incident like this to bring this sort of a, um, these, these issues to attention and, and yeah, a a lady just walking across the cycling track with her head down just gets absolutely barreled by a cyclist. Cyclist now going to hospital and, and she's in pain as well. So just stupid. Yeah, something to uh, to, to tell everybody of every generation. Yeah. Is to put it in your pocket. There's some very dangerous settings to be using your phone. All right, now let's lighten the subject. Let's take you back to the SCG dressing room or dressing rooms around the country on a rainy day. What would you guys do? Well, we'd sit around the change room and unfortunately you have to come up with things to talk about. And I remember this full strength at New South Wales sites. So I had, you know, Taylor Slater, the two wars. It had Matthews, it had McGrath, it had Emery, it had you know, um, Stuart McGill. We had some really, really good talented players in there. And Michael Bevan was reading the Australian, the big broadsheet. And in a bit of a lull in conversation, he looks up to the guys around the table and says, Howard, John Howard. Is he Labor or Liberal? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was just there was just a silence in the change room. Mark Will goes, you're obviously very up to date with your fucking politics, Bevo. <laughs> the change room erupted. He didn't say another word, but yeah, he was a very good batsman at the death. Wasn't so great in his politics on Michael Bevan. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, John Howard was such a cricket fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.